So good to know that we have a God that gives himself completely to us. He doesn't hold anything back. Just awesome. Our scripture this morning is from 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the parent loves the child. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God is this, that we obey his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome, for whatever is born of God conquers the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. Who is it that conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with the water only, but with water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one that testifies, for the Spirit is truth. Word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Today is Mother's Day, right? And let me hear the mothers out there. Woo! We got some mothers out there. That's great. You know, this day is all about you, right? Celebrating our love for you, saying thank you for all the many diaper changes when we were babies, and all the times you stayed up at night with us when we were sick, and all the boo-boos you kissed and made well with just one kiss. I mean, the list goes on and on of the things that we have to be thankful for to our mothers, right? I mean, if we went down to it, we would start writing a list of thank yous to our moms and we would never end because moms are continually doing things for their children. Can I get an amen? I mean, mothers will do all kinds of things for their children more sometimes than, than us dads. You know, we just say, go, go see your mother. Um, she'll take care of you. But the reality is that moms do so much for us because their special role as mothers is one that is very unique. There's a special bond between a mother and a child. I mean, you carried them for nine months and all that goes with that and everything else that is biologically attached and it's just an incredible thing to be a mother. Our scripture today tells us that just as we have been born of our mothers, we have been born of God when we believe in Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world. That we are children of God, born of God, when we believe that Jesus was that Christ, that Messiah that they were waiting for. That that belief and that faith in Jesus makes us children of God, part of the family of God. And it's really important for us to understand that our acceptance into the family of God does not depend on how cute we are, how smart we are, how talented we are. It depends on us being able to believe in Jesus as the Savior of the world, as Him being our big brother, making us part of the greater family of God. We can't earn the right 
to be a part of the family because we can never deserve it. We can never earn it because we could never pay the price for our wrongs and our sins. We can only obtain it through faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And our love of God then becomes the driving force behind our love for the rest of the family, for God's children. You see, we are told that when we believe in Jesus, we become children of God. And just like we do that, other people do that. And they become part of the family. But the reality is that we don't always get along with our siblings, do we? How many of you are, are children that were picked on by a brother or sister? Anybody? Ah, uh, we got a few of those. How many of you were doing the picking? Ah, there's a few of you too. See, in families, we don't always get along. And there's always times in which those siblings, you know, don't always get along in the family. And in the family of God, it's no different. We have a diversity of children of God that have come in through faith in Jesus Christ. And then we are told that we are all to be under the same family, loving one another, and that that love for each other has to come from the great love that God has already shown us. You know, we learn how to love, I think, in great part from our mothers. They show us how to love. They show us what love looks like, what love feels like, and what love should be like when we give it to others. So moms really model the love that we need to have. And God models the love that we need to have because mothers get their love directly from God. We're told that God has loved us first. And I want to tell you, your mother loved you before you were born. When you were in the belly, your mom already had feelings for you. Even before you could respond or do anything. And this is one of the ways in which we really know that a mother's love is special. There's this incredible love that begins to grow as the baby is growing inside. That just continues to grow exponentially until that moment of birth. And that love becomes something that we never forget in our lives. How many of you have lost your mother already? Uh, some of you have. You know that no matter how long your mom has been gone, you still keep her right here, right? Because mom still holds a, a special place in your heart because of the love and the forgiveness and the patience that they might have had with you. You know, the other thing that we know about families is that we often try to put people in categories. You know, this is the middle child. This is the older child. This is the younger child. We got the black sheep, the white sheep, the gray sheep, the not sure what sheep. You know, we try to put everybody in categories. One of the great things about the family of God is that when we come to believe in Jesus Christ, we all radically become part of the family, and there is no black sheep in God's family. God has wiped away all sins and all guilt of that sin, and he has made us part of the family of God. And now we are all equally, radically part of the family of God. And as part of the family, we are told that we should 
love God and obey God's commandments. Now, you, I know that many of you grew up at that time when if mom said it, you did it. You didn't ask why. You just did it because mom said so, right? It was part of the culture that we had to do what our parents told us, that respect, that honor of the mother. And we're told in the scripture today that we need to honor God in the same way, that as, as we love our mothers and try to obey them and try to do what they tell us because we know that what they tell us is good for us, we need to do what God tells us in his commandments because God wants the best for us. You know, growing up, my mom always reminded me that we were stuck with each other because we were family. That no matter how old I got, or my sisters got, or how far away we moved, we were still going to be her children. And if she needed to get on a plane and climb on a, on a, on a ladder and grab a broomstick and put, put me back into shape, she would. She reminded me all the time that it didn't matter how far apart we were, we always needed to look out for each other because we were still family and we were still her children. There was a sense in which we needed to honor her and honor each other. And when we come to the family of God, the same is true. God is asking us to honor him by loving each other in a radical way, in a way that forgives, in a way that has patience, in a way that is forbearing, in a way that gives of itself sacrificially in a way that does for others when there's nothing for us to gain. Our scripture reminds us today that God commanded us to love one another as one of the main commandments that God gave us. Love one another as I have loved you. When you think about it, a lot of our rules could be boiled down to that one. Jesus said this was what the, one of the greatest commandments, right? To love God and to love one another. These two commandments, he said, if you do these two, everything else falls under it. Well, I got to tell you, when you love your mom, you try to obey your mom. You try to respect your mom. You try to do right by your mom. You try to make sure that mom is taken care of. As someone who has parents that are starting to get into a later stage in life, I can tell you that as a child, you begin to feel that need to care and love your mother in a special way. If I don't call my mother weekly, she calls me and tells me, were you born in a barn? Have you forgotten about me? You know, we have a phrase in Spanish, naciste de la mate platano, which means you were born out of a plantain plant. She lets me know because it's important for her to know that I love her. And I want to ask you, how often do you stop and tell God, hey, God, I just love you. God, I love you for what you have done for me in Jesus Christ. I love you for putting up with me. I love you for loving me when I am unlovable, when I am not my best. I love you, God, for giving me second and third and fourth and fifth and seventh chances. I love you, God, because when I'm sick, I know you can kiss my boo-boo and make it better. I love you, God, because you show me the incredible love that I've seen in my own mother. You know, it is so important for us to return love. Mothers love and love and love, but they also need to receive our love back. You know, moms melt when a child says, 
I love you for the first time. Am I right? That first time you heard, I love you from your child was like, you know, there was fireworks. Why? Because all that love that you have poured in was coming back. And you were feeling that love and knowing how much you were loved. You know, following the rules of your mom is not burdensome and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be hard to follow mom's rules because mom's rules should be based on what's good for us, on what we need to do in order to be well and to do well in life. So when we talk about God's commandments and rules and us following them, the scripture tells us today they shouldn't be burdensome either because God's rules are designed in such a way that they should be making us a better part of God's family. They should be helping us to be better siblings to one another, brothers and sisters in Christ. They should be helping us to be better citizens as we are part of a nation and trying to build each other up. They should be helping us to be kinder people because they're showing us that God's love and kindness are forever. When we follow God's rules and commandments, we do so because we love God and God loved us first. We're not doing it out of duty. We're doing it out of love. You know, moms pour so much into us. My mom was one that helped instill a can-do attitude in me. You know, any of you moms like that? Can-do attitude. You can do it. You know, the kind of mom that is a cheerleader on your side, on your corner, believing in you when you don't believe in yourself. You know, this is the kind of love that God has for us that when we don't think we can do it, he believes in us and he says, I believe you can with my help. You know, God doesn't tell us just go do it by yourself. God says, I'll come alongside and I'll help you with it. I'll be with you, and I'll show you my love. So many times we need somebody cheering us on in our corner because we feel like nobody's in our corner. Nobody is cheering us on. There are times when mothers feel like they're all by themselves, even in great families, even in families where there might be extended help. Moms have those moments in which they feel the burden of everything for their children right here on their shoulders. And it is at those times that I want to remind you that your heavenly father is on your corner. Your heavenly father is for you and he is for your children as we sang in the song and for their children's children and every generation from here till he returns to come get us. We're told that whatever is born of God conquers the world. And you know, this is a really cool part. You were born into your family. You had no choice. <laughs> what family you were a part of, right? You kind of were stuck with your parents, whether you liked them or not. You know, you kind of were stuck, right? But when it comes to the family of God, you actually get to choose to join it by faith. You get to believe and become a part of a family that is already a winning family. You know, if you ask a lot of people, what family would you like to be adopted into? Most of them would say famous, rich, popular, right? 
But what is it like to be able to know that you are part of the most loving, most gracious, most merciful family in the world? Because that's what the family of God is supposed to be like. It is the family that defeats the world, that conquers the world. We're told that the one who conquers the world is the one that believes that Jesus is the Christ. The one that believes that Jesus is the big brother watching over them. That is the one that conquers the world. You know, nobody's going to mess with me with Jesus as my big brother. It, it's just not going to happen. But you need to know that Jesus is your big brother. You need to affirm that you are part of the family and that he is there for you and that you're never alone with whatever it is that you're dealing with. God's commandments in our lives are designed to affirm God's love and relationship with us and also to affirm our relationship with each other. You know, sometimes my, my mother has to remind me to call my sisters and check on them. Because we get busy, right? Anybody get busy? You get busy and you forget to call and check on your siblings and check to see how they're doing. It happens. But it's a reminder all the time that you are still family and that you still need to care for each other because that is what we do in our family. That is part of who we are. And the same is true about the family of God. Not only is Jesus our big brother, but now we have all these adoptive brothers and sisters in Christ that we need to be looking out for. And so today I want to encourage you. You are more than conquerors in Jesus, but you also have brothers and sisters in Christ out there that are struggling to be more than conquerors in Christ. You have people out there that are still thinking that there's nobody on their corner, that there's nobody showing them grace and mercy that there's nobody to hear them when they're going through something and need a listening ear and we as the family of God are supposed to show them the greatest love that there is the love that is willing to step in the gap for them and do for them expecting nothing in return today many will be praising mom for all the good things that moms do right Poems will be written, cards will be sent. Today, I want to invite you to praise the one who has done more for you than even your own mother. To praise the one that really has given you the promise of eternal life and has made you victorious even over the difficulties that you will face. Today, I want you to remember to love God's children as God has loved you unconditionally, without limits, without barriers. You know, God continues to do far more for us than we can ever do for him. And yet sometimes we don't stop to say, God, I love you. And God, I just thank you for making me part of the family. I pray that you continue to be a blessing to the other members of the family of God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for welcoming us into your family. I thank you, O oh Lord, because even when we were unlovable, 
and unacceptable to the world, you accepted us into your family. You promised to make us a new creation as part of that introduction. And you invited us to adopt all these brothers and sisters in Christ. I thank you, Lord, for being on our corner, for cheering us on when we are down, for reminding us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, and for always giving us grace and mercy when we need it. We ask, Lord, on this day that you will help us to love your children as you have loved us. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.